This is AgriFutures On Air, brought to you by AgriFutures Australia, driving innovation in Australian agriculture. Hello and welcome to the AgriFutures On Air podcast. My name is Steve Honor, and this week we're hearing about a new utopia on the edge of the desert in South Australia's Port Augusta. This is a landscape once thought as near impossible for food production. This utopian concept is led by Sundrop Farms, where people, planet and profit all come together in a holistic model founded with food security and sustainability front of mind. Now 15,000 tonnes of trust tomatoes thrive all year round, bringing life to the desert using nothing but sunlight and seawater known as concentrated solar power technology. Myself and journalist Judy Kennedy recently caught up with Sundrop Farms to learn more about how this futuristic system all works. And as Sundrop Farms CEO Steve Marafiotti tells us, food security and sustainability were some of the main drivers in starting the company. Sundrop Farms was established in 2016. Um, that's the commencement of our operations, but the business itself was started in 2010. And the thinking was that uh, agriculture and reliance on food and security of food um, was of paramount importance worldwide, and that um, Sundrop as a business could set out some uh, more utopic thinking around how we decouple from existing fossil fuel usage how we uh, also reduce the reliance on fresh water, um, given that the world has only got 3% of the world's water is fresh water, and, um, and how do we feed our growing populations going forward with um, counter-seasonal production. But we do that with, um, with the thinking of a triple bottom line where we can make, uh, make consideration to people, planet and profit all in collaboration. Now, to get a sense of the scale of operation, there are four greenhouses. Each greenhouse is 12 and a half acres. To one end of the facility, there is a mirror field containing 24,000 individual mirrors. They all point towards a focal point at the top of the 127 metre tower which rises above the whole complex. And that light, which is beamed up towards the focal point, heats a boiler which helps produce energy to power the whole facility. Sundrop is a 20 hectare or 50 acre farm. Um, what we have is protected cropping. So we use glass houses that stand at about eight metres of height. And, um, and we're covering around 200,000 square metres of land um, with those glass houses. They're broken up into four individual greenhouses of 12 and a half acres each. And, uh, and each of those greenhouses has within it um, rows upon rows of um, tomato vines. And if we stacked each of those rows from a line end on end, um, it'd make 106 kilometres of rows of tomatoes that we have here. So that, that's what's going on internally. So really intensive agriculture inside for a very small area of space. Um, to the south of that, we also have our mirror field and solar generation facility. And what we've aimed to do as a business is uh, reduce our uses of fossil fuels by having concentrated solar in place and so what we do is we use um, CSP technology where we point uh, we have 24,000 mirrors just short of that 
that um, track the sun and project it towards a focal point at the top of a tower. That tower is 127 metres tall and has a, a boiler that sits behind it uh, as well. So we run water past the surface of that and um, with each of those mirrors pointing towards this, uh, the focal point of the tower, it superheats the water. So it's basically like a magnifying glass would do um, if, if you're a kid and you're burning a piece of grass or a gum leaf, um, you concentrate the light towards the top of the tower, you generate heat, and that heat um, we use to, to um, replace what would have traditionally been, you know, 20 to 25,000 litres of fossil fuel usage, burning diesel to, to run a farm like this, or coal um, being burnt or some other medium, um, which is, you know, somewhat common for the industry, but uh, we've been able to do that with cleaner energy. One of the challenges in the area is access to fresh water. So to solve this problem, Sundrop Farms pump in salt water from the Spencer Gulf, about five kilometres from the farm, and utilises this water around the facility, as Steve further explains. The, the next part in that too is that we pump in seawater from the Gulf here. Uh, we channel it to our farm and we run evaporative cooling with, with the seawater. And then we also desalinate that seawater using that concentrated solar system um, to make fresh water that we feed our plants um, water. And that, that's that decoupling from fresh water, so such as rivers and um, uh, water reserves that exist around. And, uh, and the last thing we do is with the tower is we also generate electricity, which helps us run our farm. And inside the greenhouses, the climate is ideal for growing trust tomatoes. The climate internally is averaging, in winter we go as low as about 18 degrees Celsius, which is quite nice and balmy, um, and then in summer it gets to about 28 degrees. Uh, but we're averaging around 22 to 24 degrees Celsius. That, that's our typical range um, that we would be in. Um, might get as low as 20 degrees Celsius. So really nice environment uh, for people, but also the plants as well. We want to we have a, that sort of... Um, that sort of environment. Uh, relative humidity is also important. So we want to keep um, the plants in their optimum health. And um, typically that's around 60 to 70% relative humidity in, in what we'd be used to externally. And I think the other important part is we are producing for 12 months of the year on the farm. Although we do um, replenish our plants, uh, re uh, renew the plants annually, so our plants are planted once per year. They grow for 42 weeks. We clean out the greenhouses and then we replant them and they go through a nursery phase. But essentially this plant's growing for 12 months of the year. And given that we have four greenhouses, we stagger um, so that at any point in time, we always have an active crop. In Port Augusta, where the facility is located, the climate outside the greenhouses is a challenging one for conventional farming. I, I wouldn't call Port Augusta a desert, but it wouldn't be far. Uh, pretty close. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would call it a desert. <laughs> That's Sundrop Farms Chief Financial Officer, <laughs> Andrew Lynch. Um, well, it's pretty close to a desert anyway. The rainfall is extremely low there, averaging 245 millimetres or just under 10 inches for the year. And as Andrew tells us, during the summer months, the days can be extremely hot and that can throw up some challenges around ensuring the internal climate of the greenhouses are maintained at the optimum levels. Tell me briefly about the heat. What sort of temperatures are you dealing with? It gets up towards 50 degrees at times. We had a start of the, oh sorry, the end of last year into the start of this year, we had a sort of two week period where 
it was averaging 45-ish degrees um, and also hot, hot overnight temperatures. So I was still sort of hovering in the high 20s to low 30s something overnight. So uh, the way the greenhouses work, we've got um, it's, eva it's evaporative cooling effectively, um, which can cool the greenhouse by about 10 degrees, but that's probably still a little bit too warm um, for tomato production. But it's only for a short period of time. It's not a, a, most of the year the weather's perfect. Like this time of year in particular, as you start to come into sort of the start of spring, the light levels are fantastic. The weather's good. It's sort of that sort of low to mid 20s, and um, which is pretty ideal. But it's understanding... Um, the humidity levels within there and how you combat um, pockets of the humidity. So that's been around circular, make sure the air circularization, circularizing, sorry, um, and not having dead spots, which ha which was the early findings we had where um, because of the flow of the, the air through the greenhouses, it wasn't necessarily pushing um, the air around properly. So that's been one of the big challenges. And then, then it's just the cooling system is how you optimally use that. So it's not full bowl like going full bowl it can be problematic and um so using the temperature controls in the um in the greenhouse that was there uh, to its best effect steve marifioti says sundrop farms greenhouse model has a number of major advantages over conventional farming one being that they're able to grow food in areas where food is hard to grow conventionally yeah so there's a fair few components of advantage that we have um within greenhouses. Uh, I think specifically what we're able to do is use non-traditional agriculture land and convert it into agricultural land. So Port Augusta is on the edge of the desert, um, really harsh, difficult environment if you're growing an outdoor crop, but we were able to grow a counter-seasonal crop indoors here. And uh, and that's really, so that's, that's your first opportunity is you are able to convert. You know, this land traditionally would have housed about two or three cows for the whole um, land mass that we have and yet we're able to grow 12,000 tonnes to 15,000 tonnes of tomatoes a year on the same footprint. The The second point that we're able to do is create regional employment in non-traditional areas as well which is really meaningful it means we can have a great impact on people in the local vicinity which is something that's really important to our business. Um, the, the next components are given that we have a closed crop um, we also have insect screening around all our windows and all our doors, and uh, and that provides security around insects and pests and disease coming into our greenhouses. Um, and so by doing that means we use less chemical, less um, fertilisers. We're able to, um, people are, are receiving a far cleaner, uh, far healthier product as well. We're able to ripen a product to its absolute maturity before, so it's not wind affected. It's not, um, it doesn't have the cosmetic issues given that um, it's not exposed to the elements as much. And so um, in comparison to a field grown product where maybe 60% of the product would make its way to the retail market, we're up around 95% of the product. So our food waste is well down as well. So. Um, so we've got, you know, highly tasty foods that are being grown in ideal conditions. They're able to meet both the aesthetic um, requirements, but more so the taste and, and, and uh, flavour profiles that people want. The um, pest and disease um, pressure is less, so we're using less chemical to grow these products. Uh, and I think the other piece there is that our yields are more than triple what a, an outdoor farm would achieve for the same square meterage. So 
Um, lots of advantages of doing it. Um, the only component in all of that is it requires a lot more uh, as far as uh, capital costs to build a facility like we have. So that, those are the sorts of considerations when, when we establish a farm like this one. Another key advantage of Sundrop Farm's greenhouse design is the effective use of water in feeding the tomato plants. So would they uh, require less water as a result of being in your greenhouses? Um, it really depends on how much fruit we're putting out. So I think more important is the conversion uh, of water going in. We don't have the level of waste uh, of water. It's a much more efficient way of watering. So what we are able to do is if we, um, if we provide one litre of water, two-thirds of that will be taken up by the plant on the first pass, but the drain water that comes out of the plant that is not absorbed, that one-third, is then collected and recycled and reused again. So we never are actively losing any water across the farm. Our ambition is to continue to, to take up and use all of the water. Now, the only part in all of that is the more tomatoes you produce, tomatoes are, are, f- are full of water. They're sort of um, best part of 75, 80% water. And so um, you're going to have always, uh, you know, as you sell fruit, you're selling a component of that water. But um, typically, if we compared an outdoor grown crop, uh, some of that water is just lost to the soil, uh, whereas ours is continually um, recycled. Sundrop Farms exclusively grow their tomatoes for coals, and they are now into their fifth year of production. As Andrew explains, there have been some learnings and some tweaks made along the way since it started production. How's production going? Is there anything that you've had to tweak in the past few years? Yeah, no, definitely uh, a learning curve for the business. Like, obviously, moving to the Port Augusta region where it's not a traditional agricultural area, um, that um, provided some challenges learning both the conditions so the one of the advantages of being in Port Augusta is obviously they've got an abundance of light which is obviously very useful from our solar energy system but also from the growing of tomatoes but um, at the same time it's got a very a lot of heat which which even in a greenhouse where you've got all the best technology can't combat some of the extreme heat that Port Augusta's had so there's been some learnings around that um, the other part is learning around people. Like you go to an area such as Port Augusta, which has historically been mining and other type industries, um, very little agriculture and definitely no greenhouse um, um, businesses operating up there. So we've had to learn through our people as well and trying to get the right people. And that's gone from head growers all the way down to the crop workers who do the actual work and understanding what's needed to be done and the, the right way of doing things up in Port Augusta. Um, so it's take, took a couple of years to get there, but right now we're sort of getting to that, the optimum level of what we believe will be production. And one of the key parts of our business is counter-cyclical production. So as opposed to traditional growing where you uh, grow around to maximise your total yield for the year, um, the way our coals contract is structured, it does incentivise us to produce more during the winter months where other people can't necessarily produce Sundrop Farms employ over 200 staff and around 250 at the peak of summer. This is made up of a combination of local labour and international workers, mainly from Timor and Vanuatu, sourced from the Australian Government's Seasonal Work Program. When we spoke to Andrew, the COVID-19 pandemic hadn't impacted the business, but he was anticipating labour shortages would become a challenge in the future. What impact is the pandemic having on your uh, labour? 
Um, right now, not much. I guess is probably the, the easy answer, but as has been heavily documented in recent weeks around the shortages of labour that um, are expected to hit our agriculture businesses across Australia, um, that's something on our radar as well. Um, so as you say, the seasonal work program, people coming in from Timor and Vanuatu, we rely on quite heavily, particularly to top up in peak times. So um, with borders being closed at the moment, that's probably our primary concern around how to make sure we keep getting work workers into the country and to do work. Fortunately, um, the government has extended most of the visas for people who are currently with them, because obviously a lot of them can't go home either. So it's not, it's a two way closure. Um, they're sort of stuck in Australia, but fortunately for most of them, they've been able to um, extend visas and we're here for longer than originally anticipated. But um, on the most part, they're quite happy with that arrangement, um, which has been really good. We've had no real um, instances of people wanting to go home for any reason other than uh, compassionate reasons generally. Um, but, but that's been the biggest impact of the pandemic. Other than that, the business has pretty much rolled as normal. We've put on all the normal protocols you'd expect around um, hygiene and uh, distancing and sort of segregating breaks, um, managing people coming on and off site, um, travel arrangements for our employees, and all the, all the things most businesses have done. Um, but it's that it's really that employees, which has, like I said, today it hasn't had an impact. We've been out of, we've had enough people to do it. But as you look forward, and if things don't change, um, that could be concerning. So, in ten years' time, where does Steve Marifiotti see Sundrop Farms? Yeah, I think we want to continue on our journey. Um, important to us is remaining true to our principles around triple bottom line and specifically having a really positive impact on the agricultural industry globally. That That is a really important factor and outcome for our business. Um, we want to also demonstrate that it's a profitable business as well because at the end of the day, we're looking for, if we want other parties to come in and be a part of that, of the industry and replicate what we're doing, then we need to be a profitable organisation for that to occur. Uh, our ambition is to continue to expand the business as well. Uh, we see that we've got a lot more to do in this space. Um, we're not restricted to whether that's just within the Australian market or internationally, and we've we've had operations overseas, um, so we're not uh, we're not sort of close-minded to the idea that we could continue to expand overseas. Um, we think there's probably opportunity to partner with other businesses to help do that work as well. But um, uh, we've sort of remained stuck to our knitting a little bit in the last couple of years and really wanted to make sure that uh, that we've had a really good business, a good operation here. And given consumers delivered on that promise of the best tasting foods, the most sort of affordable rates possible, but with really strong progeny around um, their sustainability credentials as well. That was Steve Marifiotti, the CEO of Sundrop Farms speaking. We also heard from Andrew Lynch, the Chief Financial Officer of Sundrop Farms, and journalist and a vocab contributor, Judy Kennedy. Thanks for listening today. My name is Steve Honor, and I look forward to talking to you next time. If you're interested in finding out more about ag tech and food innovations that are changing the future of Australian farming, make sure you listen to my weekly podcast on Evoke Ag. Until next time, have a great day.